This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So Draymond Green of Golden State Warriors suspended for an indefinite amount of time based on previous acts, quote unquote, from the NBA. Earlier today, Mike Dunleavy Jr., the Golden State Warriors general manager, had this to say about what now for Golden State. No, there is active collaboration. I reached out in the sense of, hey, we, you know, we understand there's a punishment that's going to take place, but this is also about, you know, supporting and helping somebody. And so they 100% agreed, you know, as did Draymond, his representation. So we, we've all been on the same page, and um, you know, because you, you got to work together in these things, um, as league rules permit for us to have one thing and the league to have another and, you know, crossing over and all that stuff. It, we, we all need to be on the same page in this one. I think we are. By the way, the Golden State Warriors on the road tonight taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. That game at 1030 Eastern time on NBA TV. Let's bring in Kendra Andrews, always fantastic, as an ESPN NBA reporter. Hit her on social media, Kendra underscore Andrews. Joining us here in Freddie and Harry with Chad Brown. I am Freddie Coleman. What is the mood around this Warriors team, Kendra, that they sort of have closure but not really regarding the latest suspension involving Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, the emotions, it's very layered and it's very nuanced, right? Because you have the frustration over Draymond and really just the disappointment. I think that's probably the most accurate word to use because, look, just about a month ago, he was suspended for his situation with Rudy Gobert. The Warriors thought, okay, let's send him this message of, dude, we need you out on the court. We we need you in order to win. The Warriors are 10 and 13. They're not winning with him, but he's one of their best players right now. And then he goes and gets himself suspended for an indefinite period of time. It's just a repeated behavior that they're really trying to manage because he is so important to this team. But it's, it's very, very frustrating that he can't seem to stay out on the court. All right, Kendra, you mentioned the words frustrating and disappointed. Uh, are you getting the sense that the Warriors or the NBA are actually fed up with these antics and ready to move on? I can't speak for the league, but the Warriors, they're not. They're not ready to move on. You know, Mike Dunleavy Jr. this morning, he said, we are committed to Draymond. He's in year one of his new four-year deal, and they want to keep him around. In fact, you know, Mike Dunleavy said, over the next 15 to 20 games, he's going to be watching how everyone else plays without Draymond to assess what the Warriors need to do. I think that really underlines how invested they are in Draymond as long, again, as he's playing this well. If he's out on the court and he is losing them games, if he's costing them games, then maybe you become fed up. But as long as Draymond is as important to this team as he has proven to be recently, they're not ready to move off of him. Kendra Andrews, ESPN NBA reporter with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Kendra, what are you hearing about from it could be any person or any team or even any media member about how do we get here with Golden State not reigning in Draymond Green and seemingly that the NBA is doing the job for the Golden State Warriors? I mean, for the war on the Warriors stance, you have to go back years, right? Like they've a source told me a couple a couple weeks ago again when they were dealing with the Rudy Gobert situation. The second that the Warriors didn't uh, punish or hold Draymond accountable for his incident with Jordan Poole at the start of last season, they lost their ability to do so at all. So this has been something that the team again and again and again 
because they think he's important, as, as I just said they do, they find ways to just kind of put a Band-Aid on it and move on, put a Band-Aid on it and move on. And now you're seeing the league step in and really try and, and send both Draymond and the Warriors a message that this can't happen any longer because how the Warriors got here with Draymond can date back further than, than I've been covering this team, right? This, mm-hmm. this can go back to when he was suspended in, in the NBA Finals. This could go back to when he stomped on the chest of DeMontis Sabonis. This could go back. There's so many different instances that you can point to. And the Warriors, again, because he is so important to what they do, have wiggled their way around it. And now you have Adam Silver saying, this can't happen anymore. All right, Kendra, it's been a rough start to the season for the Warriors now, but with Draymond's suspensions and Klay Thompson, who's definitely off to a, a slow start, do you see any major changes on the horizon for Golden State? In terms of, like, in, in-game and stuff? Uh, no, just uh, personnel-wise, in things general. like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and like I said, Dunleavy said today, the next 15 to 20, yeah, 15 to 20 games are going to be really big to assess everything else. And he said, look, come trade deadline, if there's a move that we feel we have to make, we will make it. Right now, it's all about taking as much or bringing this team as much success during Seth's remaining years as they can. And they're not, Mike Dunleavy is not beyond making some serious adjustments. <laughs> it just comes down to like what is available for them and what they think is actually going to help them. That's, that's going to be the biggest thing. Kendra Andrews, ESPN NBA reporter, and Freddie and Harry with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm a big believer in this, Kendra. I worry more about the person than the person coming back to the game. Not saying that Draymond Green is at his wit's end or that we should be concerned mm-hmm. about that, but there is going to be a concern that whatever has been bothering him is something that is not basketball or Golden State related. How much of that should be more of the storyline than what has gotten us here regarding Draymond Green and what we've seen, what he's done on the basketball court? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair question, and it's one that, you know, I I can't fully answer for you because I don't know what is going on. I don't know if something is going on, right? Um, So you hope that if something is going on, that it it isn't, that it does get resolved. And if it, you know, part of this, this indefinite suspension is Draymond going to some form of counseling to seek some form of help. And so you do hope that if, if that is what is at the root of this, then absolutely he, the person, gets the help he needs. Because as you said, you know, I think the, the person at any profession, the person is more important than their job. And so if there is something really eating at Draymond, you do hope, of course, that he, he gets that help. Kendra, great catching up with you, my friend. Thanks for the information and honesty as well. Continued success, and thanks. I will join you talk to you soon, okay? See you guys soon. Have a good one. Great stuff Thanks, by Kendra, Kendra Andrews, ESPN NBA reporter here on Twitter. Kendra underscore Andrews joining Freddie Coleman and also Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You can weigh in about Draymond Green and your thoughts on what could his future look like? What should his future look like? Let us know at 888 espn 888 Because to me, going forward, what is that going to look like? Because at a certain point, Chad, Draymond is going to speak. He's going to say something. The best thing for him in Golden State, personally and professionally, is for him to lay low and try to regather, for lack of a better term, what it's going to happen and how he's going to go about it, how he can improve and everything else. Because if he thought the spotlight was white hot on him before, man, he would not be able to see his hand in front of his face with the way that spotlight's going to be on him on off the basketball court. 
Uh, he's got to show some contrition when he has the opportunity to speak. He, uh, he's got to show some. You can't double down on, on this. Uh, the, with the league, I, I think, you know, Kendrick didn't say they were fed up, but I, they have to be getting fed up. The Warriors have to be rightly concerned. They're, they're showing support, but come on, man. So at, at, if he were to come out and double down, uh, there's a reason why the, the suspension was made indefinite. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think it's, it's some of it's going to be based on how Draymond responds to this how he publicly talks about this. Let's not forget, you know, we talked about Michael Parsons earlier, kind of being a member of the media with his podcast. Right. Draymond's got his own podcast, too, right. that he does during the season. So he's going to have an opportunity to speak his truth, whatever that may be. So this indefinite suspicion, I think, uh, suspension was put out there with that indefinite term on it just to see how the reaction is and what he says and how he deals with all this. The one thing I can't wait to see going forward, or we may never even hear about it because the old term is making sure you get a handle on things. This is not so much about Draymond Green getting a handle on things. If you're Golden State, how are you going to get a handle on all of this? Because you still got to think about the organization first and foremost. Draymond Green is 34. Klay Thompson is 34. Steph Curry is 36. That has to be in their minds. When is this going to finally come to its conclusion, and then we had to reboot slash reset slash start over, whatever that's going to be. And I wish I could remember who mentioned part about a call we had today. But someone even mentioned that they had the perfect opportunity, that after they won the championship, that they really could have done that, or even after last year, that they could have done that. Instead, they said, Draymond Green, here's four years, $100 million. They chose Draymond Green over Jordan Poole, even after Draymond Green clocked them in the mouth before the season got started last year. They told everybody who was somebody, Chad, that this is the value that we believe in Draymond Green. And he had no business punching Jordan Poole, but we're still going to take Draymond Green over him as far as that goes. So now that you double down, or in this case quadruple down, with a four-year $100 million contract, what kind of handle is going to be there when Draymond Green comes back and he knows essentially – how important he is to this basketball team. If they're going to have any designs of getting to the playoffs and maybe competing for a championship this year in the NBA. Yeah, I think the leverage is all on Draymond's side. You want to suspend me for half the season? I still get paid. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, you want to, you want to cut me? Well, I still get paid. It's a guaranteed contract. It's an NBA deal. So he's got the power there. And the Warriors gave that power to him yep. through these decisions they have made over the years. Now, you know, Draymond Green, Draymond Green versus Jordan Poole as a basketball decision. It's a no-brainer in my mind. You know, a guy with great basketball IQ but with some anger issues versus a guy with maybe some of the lowest basketball IQ I've yeah. ever seen yeah. in Jordan Poole, it's a, it's a no-brainer. But then you back that up and you reward him with the four-year $100 million deal, $25 million bucks a year. How can this guy help but feel empowered? Why would he have any contrition? Uh, because he continues to get rewarded for his behavior. In fact, some of his behavior, I think he would argue, is some of the reasons why you've won championships. Mm -hmm. So he feels, I think, completely justified, maybe in some of his previous behavior, but now it's gone a step too far this season with the multiple ejections, now two suspensions already this season. Something has to change. Something has to give. It was very telling that when he said about what happened that night, Tuesday night with Yusef Nurkic and hitting him, he used the word apology three different times and say, I, I apologize. I, I should apologize. I have to apologize. This is on me because before he would be very defiant based on what you just said. And based on what we've seen, Chad, you're spot on with this. He would be very, very steadfast in his belief saying the reason I've been able to be a four-time champion, part of this organization, 
making this organization one of the most watched teams in, in the NBA in the last 20 to 25 years, not named LeBron James being on their basketball team. He's been an essential, important part, an integral part of the Golden State Warriors. That that signals something different to me. I said, man, usually he's defined and saying, you know what, Nurkic should not have been doing that. You know, the referees didn't call it. No, he was like, look, I, I, this is what happened. I swung my arm. I apologize. That is something that maybe, just maybe, could be a step that Draymond Green needs. And if you're Golden State, not saying it's going to blow up in their face, but if it comes anywhere close to happening again, you can't employ the same tactics that didn't land the way you wanted it to with Draymond Green. And that's not to say he's going to fly the deep end at a certain point. We don't know. The future is unlived, and right now the future's not speaking. But if you're Draymond Green and Golden State, everybody has to be on their P's and Q's because anything that is left to center, somebody's going to say, see, you guys brought this on yourself when you had a chance to kind of put him in his place and you didn't do so because you allowed him to have that stroke and that electricity that he does not want to give away or even have that recede from him with the organization of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the, the Warriors have created this situation. Now they've got to find a, try to find a figure a way out of it, and I'm not sure if there's a – way that can end with everyone smiling at the end of the day. There are going to be some hurt feelings. And we've seen Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, he's weighed in on political issues. Mm-hmm. He's weighed in on presidential elections. Absolutely. He's weighed in on Black Lives Matter. He's weighed mm-hmm. in on almost every current divisive topic out there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't usually weigh in very harshly on Draymond Green. So yeah. I know you got some courage, Steve Kerr. I know you feel comfortable speaking your mind. But for whatever reason, this man makes you bite your tongue. Maybe that's got to end as well. Well, Joe Dumas, executive vice president of the NBA, did not bite his tongue on how they approached this suspension with Draymond Green. You'll hear what he have to say in a couple of minutes here on Freddie and Harry. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio. Terrence in Oklahoma wants to weigh in on this at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper calling line. T, what you got, my man? Hey, Freddie. Hey, I wish uh, Harry was here so I could apologize for the Atlanta comment uh, earlier in the week. It's all right. But, he, uh, he didn't take it personally. Looking, it's looking, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but looking at this situation, man, to me, see, Draymond, he's not punching like nuck nuck, stinky guys like that. He's punching like just dudes just like soft-spoken. And to me, as a man, I don't care, man. I'm not going to be sitting on the bench holding my jaw. I'm going to go out to you and knock you out myself. But like my mom and grandpa used to say, I think he just need a old-fashioned ass-whooping, and that'll take care of all that. That'll put everything in perspective. <laughs> and I just think the wars of being soft on the situation, and it's something beyond uh, the the uh, court that's keeping Draymond is having him doing these silly things, man. And that's just how I feel about it, man, because if you, if you put him in a different situation – Man, if we had the ball at the gym or something like that, he's doing it to somebody, man, he's getting knocked out. But everybody got these – they got these uncommon names. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, it's like, to me, it's all foreign players besides work. He uses the bully pulpit when it comes to Terrence and Oklahoma, what he had to say, because that's what it feels like Draymond Green, that they're afraid, they're afraid to approach the bully. And now, I, I, thought, yeah. I, I thought about that earlier because uh, James mm-hmm. from North Carolina brought up a similar point. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't say that uh, Draymond needed his ass kicked, but, he, you know, he was, he was alluding to that. <laughs> yes, he was. But if you look at Draymond's suspensions, one of those was for tussling with LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And I know in hockey, you know, you don't – 
fight the star player on the other team. You, your right. goons fight their goons. Mm-hmm. And But Draymond, yes, he definitely has gone after a lot of foreign players. Right. But there is a LeBron James-based suspension in his record. Sure. So it's not all foreign dudes. Mm-hmm. He has occasionally taken on the GOAT. When he's taken on those situations, if he had just taken a breath, he could have solved a lot of problems. If he had taken a breath in that game five of the NBA Finals back in 2016, when that whole kerfuffle happened, him and LeBron James, Golden State wins that series. And then no one's talking about 73-9, and nine, but you couldn't beat the Cleveland Cavaliers after being a three games to one. It is very easy to be emotional and have your emotions get out of control. And that has always been the common denominator with Draymond Green. When he gets emotional, he loses his rabbit behind mind. And you would think that somebody as intelligent as he is, we're not talking about some dummy here. Nope. When it comes to Draymond Green. I'm not talking basketball. I'm talking life. Very intelligent, very sharp, very profound. You would think that somebody with those kind of tools in his toolbox would say, if I take one second of a breath, I can avoid a lot of situations. You can't avoid all of them, but plenty of situations could have been avoided. And that's why it was very interesting that Joe Dumars, executive vice president of the NBA, when he was on first take, he said, this is why we are here with Draymond Green. And it doesn't matter who had to step in to make sure this was not going to continue. First of all, we knew that um, there would be some level of punishment, but we didn't want that to be the focus. We wanted the focus to be on how can we help Draymond as well. And we thought indefinite was the best way to do that. So, so, so people don't get caught up on here. what's the number. Is it too low? Is it too high? Indefinite means get yourself right. We want to see you at your best. And the best way for you to do that is is to get yourself, get yourself mentally and emotionally back to where you need to be. And so that's how we got to indefinite. Joe Dumas cleaned it up. My dad would always tell me, get your bleep together. <laughs> you knew exactly what the word you can use in place of bleep. That Joe Dumas, that was a nice southern country gentleman way of saying, get your bleep together, Draymond Green, because we're not going to be able to save you or want to save you if this happens again. My son got suspended while he was in high school. So we are sitting there with the guidance counselor, my wife and I and my son, Mm -hmm. and the guidance counselor says, we are giving you an indefinite suspension. My son immediately turns to me and my wife and says, well, how long is that? (laughs) Like, that's about permanent Sharpie? What's permanent? How long is permanent? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, it was one of my most embarrassing moments as as a parent. I was like, oh, my goodness, my 15-year-old doesn't know what indefinite means. <laughs> Clearly, this boy needs to spend some time at home and study the dictionary. Sorry, Mr. Guidance Counselor. <laughs> oh, well, how long is that? Forever. How yes. long is that? <laughs> Robin San Diego at 888-729-3776. Big Rob, what you got, my friend? What's up, Freddie? What's up, Chad? Love hey, the show, man. Hey, Rob. Thanks. Appreciate oh. you. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, would you would you think that Draymond is maybe like a modern-day Dennis Rodman? I just kind of want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Are. It's funny you mention it because somebody else, Rob, waited on that as well. Yes, the difference is when Rodman lost his mind, he didn't cost his team a championship or games. Rodman was Rodman outside of the basketball court. I guarantee you, if somebody – Hung around with Dennis Rodman when he was Dennis Rodman and at the height of his powers. If they had a chance to write the book, that'd be the biggest bestseller ever because the things about Dennis Rodman that we're never going to know 
about his stuff off the basketball court. But he never did anything that cost his team a championship or cost his team games. He would get under your skin to the point that you were the aggressor and he was the aggressee. Draymond Green has been too much of an aggressor, and he seems to put Golden State in those kind of difficult situations where they wind up losing games, not just a game, losing games, Chad, and in the case of 2016, a 3-1 lead in that series. And to be fair, they had two chances in Game 5 and Game 7 to win those games at home. Weren't able to do it. You find a way to get that done if you're 3-1 with or without Draymond Green. But he didn't help matters by flipping that series around and giving that motivation to Cleveland when he was clearly one of the best players in that series, and he took himself out more than the other way around. Yeah, I think this is just really one of those cases where the player would defend himself and say, yes, that is true. I did cost my teams no games. But how dare you talk about that without talking about all the times Absolutely. I gave my teams championships and wins because yep. of this similar type of behavior. Yes, have I crossed the line? Is it difficult for me to toe the line? So I'm not here to – I'm not defending any of Draymond's actions. I'm just saying I'm sure within his mind that's what he would say when he has those conversations with privately with folks. He would say, yeah, they love Draymond when I do this, mm-hmm. but when I step over the line a little bit and it's hard for me to find that line, they hate it when I do that. And they want to point to the games we lost, but what about all the games we won? Yeah. What about the championships? banners that are hanging up in the arena based on the dirty work that I do night in and night out. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. We switch gears to the National Football League. A lot of kind of really dicey quarterback matchups this Sunday in the National Football League that we're calling Desperation Weekend in the NFL. Which quarterback in these particular games better outplay the other or else? We'll get to that after this word from Vivid Seats Live. It is bowl season, but it's also basketball season. Can't forget about hockey and the NFL all in action together. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. You can see every one-timer in hockey, every touchdown in football, every slam dunk in the NBA live and in person with great deals on great seats. And as an added bonus, Vivid Seats rewards. You earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for fans like us, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more to make everybody in your family, outside of your family, jealous. So visit VividSeats.com. But download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy. Coming up Friday, the NFL's coaching carousel is about to spin, so I'll tell you which potential opening is the best one. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Blue in St. Louis. My boys, what's the word, man? What's been going on? I'm so glad to be talking to y'all. I love y'all's show, bro. Y'all get me through that late part of the day. Harry, you hilarious. Freddie, bro, I, you just keep bringing the knowledge, so I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all keep doing what y'all we, doing. We appreciate you so, for the kind you. words. Thank you, my man. Yes, sir, always. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We got some tasty quarterback matchups and not one, not two, but six games in the National Football League. Although, Chad Brown, how many backup quarterbacks are going to be part of the NFL lexicon this weekend? Because when you said that, even you were flabbergasted how many backup quarterbacks, including tonight's game involving the Raiders versus Chargers on Amazon Prime. All right, so here's the list of illustrious names who will be starting at quarterback this weekend. (laughs) Easton Stick, Aiden O'Connell, Davis Mills, Nick Mullins, Bradley Zappi, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke, Jake Browning, Joe Joe Flacco, Tommy DeVito, Desmond Ritter, Derek Carr, and Sam Howell. How about that? That's not like the bowl games that aren't part of the college ball playoff. Those right. quarterbacks. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> it just sounds like some disappointing offensive performances, what it sounds like to me. And I guarantee you tonight will be one of those disappointing offensive performances when the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Los Angeles Chargers, kicking off what we're calling Desperation Weekend in the NFL. But there are plenty of the games that have playoff implications in which we're going to do a little take your pick. Which quarterback has to outplay the other? So we get a little flow underneath us, and we kick it off with the biggest game of the weekend. Cowboys at Bills. Got Dak Prescott, red hot on one side for the Dallas Cowboys, Chad. You got Josh Young, who has not been too shabby on the other side for the Buffalo Bills. In that matchup, which quarterback has to outplay the other? I think it's got to be uh, Josh Allen. that has to find a way to outplay Dak Prescott for the Bills to get the win here. I know the Bills... Uh, I believe are going to be favorite. That this game is in two Buffalo. Two point favorite, yeah, two, two point, point favorite. favorite. But yep. uh, I, I see a Josh Allen need to outplay Dak Prescott because the Cowboys, I think, are playing at a higher level as a team mm-hmm. versus the Bills. The Bills have been relying upon Josh Allen all year long. This game's not going to be any different. And for him to walk away victorious, he's got to find a way to outplay Dak Prescott, who's playing some really, 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 really good high level quarterbacking right now. In the words of Lee Corso from College Game Day, boom. It's got to be Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott, the last couple of times he's had big games on the road, he hasn't won them. Lost to the San Francisco 49ers, and then he lost to the Philadelphia Eagles, even though he was terrific in the second half. We always talk about character tests in the National Football League, especially that position. You have a chance to go on the road with people looking at saying, all right, we know you've been great at home because everything is wonderful, it's comfortable, it's been snuggly for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense. But now you're going on the road against the Bills defense that's still pretty good, even though they lost three defensive starters four at different times. I think Dak Prescott has to be the guy out playing the other side. If he doesn't, the Cowboys have no chance of winning. Eagles at Seahawks. We're still wondering if Geno Smith is going to play for the Seattle Seahawks, and if he does, we'll see how effective he's going to be. Jalen Hurts on the other side of Philadelphia, people are wondering if he can be the Jalen Hurts that we saw last year in 2022, Chad, when they got to the Super Bowl, which quarterback has to outplay the other? 
Well, if it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke, yeah, they've got to find a way to outplay Jalen Hurts. Uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks are not playing anywhere near the level that the Philadelphia Eagles are, and they're struggling a bit in Philadelphia. So uh, I, I think both Drew Locke and Geno Smith would have, to, would have to have outstanding games, perhaps for Geno Smith his best game of this season, to give the Seahawks a chance against the Eagles. Completely with you on that one because Geno Smith, we've seen that when he's been able to dial it up, but whatever that injury is, because I saw that game against the Dallas Cowboys two Thursdays ago. He was fantastic against that defense. Until late in the game, they had an offensive line breakdown. They weren't able to block Micah Parsons because here's a hint, offensive lineman out there, Air versus Micah Parsons, Air never wins that battle. So if Air's trying to block 11, 11's going to win that 1,000 out of 1,000 times. So if Geno Smith can look anywhere near where we saw early in the season, then maybe, just maybe, they can find a way to beat Philadelphia. But I'm with you. Whether it's him or Drew Locke, they got to find a way to beat the guy on the other side when it comes to Jalen Hurts or the Philadelphia Eagles. Ravens at Jaguars. We should be talking more about Lamar Jackson being more in the MVP conversation, but I digress. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence, I gave him a lot of credit last week, Chad, playing with that injured ankle. He made some plays that kept that game in doubt until the Cleveland Browns found a way to win beating Jacksonville, which quarterback has to outplay the other. Uh, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence here. He's got to prove that he can be healthy. I don't, I don't think he's practiced all week this week, so there's some concerns there about his availability and his effectiveness if he's, if he's going to be out there. Oh, man. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's Trevor Lawrence over Lamar Jackson in this conversation here. He's got to find a way to match the play of Lamar Jackson, who's got that offense rolling. He's playing very high-level quarterback, not yeah. just throwing the ball, but running the ball using his legs as well. The amazing thing you said about Lamar Jackson, not just using his legs, but being very judicious. Haven't seen him take those kind of risks that he that he felt he needed to take, and that could lead or make him more susceptible to injury. He has been very, very terrific getting the first down and sliding, getting out of bounds, not taking unnecessary hits, not trying to prove how tough he is. I'm completely with you. This is about Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville Jaguars because all of a sudden, not saying that division is in danger, but many people believe they should have been running away and hiding from this division. And that's not the case in the AFC South. And last week, you let a Joe Flacco, barely a month and a half removed from being on the couch, outplay you at home versus the Jacksonville Jaguars when you went on the road. I'm completely with you. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence because I trust the dude on the other side. He's going to do his thing when it comes to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. A little take your pick. Which quarterback has to outplay the other in these key NFL games this weekend? Part of Desperation Sunday in the NFL. We do that right now in Freddie and Harry. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Broncos at Lions. You got a Denver Broncos team that's winning an old school kind of way. Run the football. Don't turn over the football. Play tough defense. Have Russell Wilson make a play here and there. And voila, look what they've been able to do after a slow start to the season. Meanwhile, you got a star-crossed Detroit Lions team that looked like world beaters or at least competitive with the 49ers and the Cowboys and Eagles early on, and now they're scuffling. I think that's going to be a very nervous building in Detroit on Sunday, the way the Broncos have played lately, and the same with the Lions in different ways, which quarterback Chad has to outplay the other. This one's tricky because the Broncos' success has not been due to Russell Wilson. It's been due to their defense getting turnovers. It's been due to other things outside of Russell Wilson. So if Russell Wilson were to have a great game, and the rest of the Broncos team plays as well as they've been playing in six of the last seven games where they've gotten victories, then I I think that would be enough to get a win over Detroit. I think Detroit is a better overall team. They're Mm -hmm. not playing 
better right now. The Broncos may be the hottest team in all of football. So Russell Wilson, if he outplays Jared Goff, it's an easy path to victory for the Denver Broncos. Jared Goff, you bet I'll play Russell Wilson for everything that Chad Brown just said because the guy that's going to make the minimal amount of mistakes, believe me, it's going to be Russell Wilson, and it's not going to be you. And Jared Goff, we show exactly that if you don't have that quality running game and you place the ball that he has to make throws to win games without a running game to level things off or to balance it out, then that's when he can get got when it comes to Jared Goff. And we saw that versus the Bears, and we saw that three Thursdays ago on Thursday afternoon when they lost to when they lost that game to the Green Bay Packers. The Jared Goff they need better be the Jared Goff, and that one better show up to what we saw where he had a chance to see for the first part of the season. If lately Jared Goff shows up, it's going to be a long, nervous day in Detroit with the Lions taking on the Broncos. Buccaneers at Packers. Okay. Who, who thought that this could be a quarterback matchup that you had to pick? Nobody saw this coming with Baker Mayfield on one side of Tampa Bay. And despite what happened versus Monday night against New York Giants, Jordan Love has been pretty good for the Green Bay Packers. Which quarterback, Chad, has to outplay the other? Mm, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield here. I think Jordan Love, uh, again, outside of the most recent game, has been finding ways to get better almost every single week. Uh, The Packers-Broncos game about five, six weeks ago, uh, Jordan Love played well enough to win that game, but then he threw an interception late. And I said, that's the kind of play that a young player will look back the rest of the season and maybe even the next couple of years and go, I'm not making that mistake again. I'm going to be better because of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know I screwed that one up, but that's a one-timer for me. And I think Jordan Love has grown a lot since that Broncos game. So I'm going to put this one on Baker Mayfield. He's got to find a way to outplay Jordan Love because Jordan Love is gaining in confidence every single week. That's compelling, but I'm going to go the other way when it comes okay. to Jordan Love because I want to see exactly how he bounces back from a subpar performance. He had that early in the season. That was to be expected when you're finally becoming the guy that people the game plan against. Not saying he figured it out because nobody really figures out the NFL. It's about maintaining and making sure you don't make that key mistake at the key time. But I can't wait to see how he bounces back from a subpar performance that he had Monday night on the road versus the New York Giants. And now he's playing against a guy that – has been in more of these situations, good or bad, fair or unfair, than Jordan Love has been when it comes to Baker Mayfield. So I think that Jordan Love has to outplay Baker Mayfield and not the other way around. Giants at Saints. So we got Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito on one side, 3-1 and one as the starting quarterback. We got Derek Carr on the other side of New Orleans Saints, and he hasn't exactly lent the lamp. We got the theme music, Chad Brown, for Tommy DeVito. So which quarterback has to outplay the other? <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! I, I don't I don't know what to expect from either one of these guys. Amen. At, at some point, Tommy DeVito is, is going to play to his level, um, and Derek Carr he he hasn't really played to his level, what I, we perceived at his level, mm-hmm. pretty much all season as New Orleans Saints. So I don't know which quarterback is going to show up for what team. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me what you think, Freddie. It's got to be Derek Carr. You can't allow Tommy Pizon Cutlass to go into your building and beat you in this way, your offensive linemen are yelling at you again like we've seen a lot of times and too many times this season. If you're Derek Carr, you can't let an undrafted rookie, I don't care if he's 3-1 and one as a starting quarterback, coming into your house and who that, who that, who that all over you when you've been a guy that they brought in to be a championship-type quarterback with that defense and that running game and those wide receivers. So to me, it's got to be Derek Carr because Tommy, Tommy Cutlet Potato DeVito is playing with house money for the New York Giants. But if Tommy DeVito does not play well, does his agent, and we saw how his agent was dressed, uh-huh. 
Yeah. Does he put a hit out on Tommy? Does he? Uh, is there wow. Some kind of mobster pr- <laughs> pressure on Tommy to play well. I can't believe you said Sean Stilato's more Sean Soprano when it comes to <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, word of advice for Sean Stilato, don't wear that gear down there in New Orleans. Mm-mm. Please don't. Mm. Please don't. If you wear that, man, you're going to be like a, a, a gazelle, and they're going to be like cheetahs coming after you when it comes to the Saints fans. This public service message brought to you by Freddie Cohen and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry. Hit us on Twitter at Chad Brown 94 and at Coleman ESPN. I can't wait to hear what Chad Brown has to say about what Big Ben Roethlisberger said about his Steelers and how they could be done in terms of. We'll fill in that blank next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's going to be a busy Friday with Greeny and the Hashtag Crew as we look back on the Raiders and the Chargers and ahead to an outstanding NFL Week 15 schedule, plus all the latest reaction on Draymond Green. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're calling this moment right now the ooh-wee moment. Because I guarantee you, once you hear what Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas has to say about what Ben Roethlisberger said about their Steelers, you're going to say to yourself, ooh-wee, on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as the ESPN radio app. Because yesterday, on his football and podcast, Ben Roethlisberger said about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are a dying, dying traditional franchise because... Maybe the, the, the tradition of... The Pittsburgh Steelers is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh. That's not, no, that's not, not what, what we doing. do. That's not yeah. what we do. Um, is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this, this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold. Your thoughts, Chad? Okay. Has this year's <laughs> performance for the Pittsburgh Steelers been underwhelming? No doubt about that. Can't dispute that. The facts are, you know, the facts. At the same time, the Steelers are 7-6. and six. You know, they are still in the playoff picture. So, uh, you know, it, it's the, the picture that Ben Roethlisberger, it's, it feels a little bit, uh, a little bit overstated for me. Okay. And then I had a chance to look at some of Ben Roethlisberger's records. Uh-huh. Uh, in 06, as a starter, he was 7-8 and eight, through 23 interceptions. Ooh. Was the tradition disappearing then? In 2012, he was 7-6. and six. Same record the Steelers have right now as a starter. They didn't make the playoffs that year. Was the tradition disappearing then? 2012, I'm sorry, 2018, he was 8-8. Eight eight. They didn't make the playoffs. 2019, he was 0-2 before he got injured and missed the rest of the season. Was the tradition leaving the Steelers then? You can't make the tradition leave the Steelers. It's so woven into the fabric of that organization in that city. There is no other way to play. There is no other tradition there. Does it occasionally take a year off? Yeah, it certainly does. The Steelers can't be at the top of the league every single year. But just because it's one off year, just because they're trying to find a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger, doesn't mean because you're no longer there, Ben, that it's all disappeared. They have found a way to move on after Terry Bradshaw, after me and Joe Green, after Mel Blunt. Heck, when I was a Pittsburgh Steeler, there were sta- there were signs within that stadium that said, Rod is God, talking about Rod Woodson. Okay. Rod is God. So if they can recover after God leaves the organization, <laughs> they're going to recover after you too, Ben. It's how it works, baby. How much of that was – I don't want to say ego talking when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger. I don't want to say that he was taking a shot at Mike Tomlin 
or the organization, but the timing was really, really curious by Ben Roethlisberger putting that out there because it could have been very easy for him to say this a little earlier when the Steelers are winning games by the hairs on their chinny-chin-chin. I thought it was very, very calculated that he decided to make a spectacle of this after they had back-to-back losses against teams who were 2-10 going in and wound up being 3-11 and going, 3-10 and 10 going out. Yeah, I, I, now to, to say Ben has an ego, I think that's, you know, he certainly does. And uh, I can't think of a player who's retired on his way to the Hall of Fame who would not view themselves as critical to their team's success. Right. And they're going to struggle replacing me. That certainly is always going, going to be the case. But it, football is bigger than your time as a player. The organization does move on. The organization finds ways to, 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 to move on without you. Uh, the, the year in 95 where my Steelers and I was on that team, mm. where we went to the Super Bowl, I missed seven games with a high ankle sprain. They won all seven games. <laughs> and I thought I was pretty important to what they were doing out there on defense. <laughs> they managed to win all those games without me. So it just goes to show you've got to you know, have a little bit of a longer view as a former player. Um, and I think Ben is still in that – that that honey that honeymoon phase as a former player. Look at uh-huh. look at all the things that I've done. Look how cool I was. Right. Yeah. You certainly were, Ben. But this organization will find a way to replace you, and fans will find the next Ben Roethlisberger to fall in love with. I wonder if they're going to find a way to think about replacing Kenny Pickett a quarterback. Because to me, there has to be a jury is still out mentality, and I know it's only been not even two seasons. But if he's not, and with the injury, maybe that's the pass that they'll give him a little bit, Chad, when it comes to a year three. But that's going to be very important what they decide to do with that position, no matter what kind of Kenny Pickett they're getting back next year in 2024. Absolutely. 100%. I think Kenny Pickett has shown enough to warrant at least one more look. Right. Uh, but after next season, if it goes as this season has gone, then that's all we need to know. But I still think there's something to be learned about Kenny Pickett and his possibility of being the franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry, a quarterback that – a lot of people don't worry about as much anymore as Dak Prescott, except when it comes to the word money and the word game after that. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.